0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had as much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the
1: best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Hey, Wade, we have two guests today. The PGA and LPGA Tour returned this week. And we're one week closer to the Ryder Cup. And did I mention the Ryder Cup is next week? We have two guests today? Well, then, buckle up and stow your personal belongings. You can't stop takeoff, just hold on and, of course, hit that volume. It's go time. That's right, folks. We're all addicted to the shindig, and we're back here on a Friday afternoon. It's the Pro Show. Wade Weezer with myself, Keith Stewart, tearing up the airwaves and having some fun. And what will be a massive Ryder Cup preview show mm-hmm, this afternoon. I got two phone numbers here. We're going to be quick in the opening. We're going to be quick here, folks. So don't if, if you have to run to the fridge now to start happy hour, do it quick. Because uh, we're going to be back pretty soon. We do have two guests today. You heard it in the opening. Our first coming up quickly is going to be Jeff Price. Jeff is the chief commercial officer of the PGA of America. And that very fancy title means that he is the man behind all of the engineering that makes the Ryder cup so special you know everything outside of the golf this guy and his team are taking care of so we can't thank them enough for the app and the digital presence and and all that's going on the tv deals and the streaming i mean all of the innovations that come our way for this 43rd Ryder cup match are going to be due to him and i can't wait to talk to him and learn more about that and of course we're going to get to know teddy greenstein this afternoon he is the senior editor of points bet usa um Former legendary columnist of the Chicago Tribune for about 25 years there, Mr. Wade wow. Weezer. And he shifted over to the gaming industry, which, you know, we we dabble here in New Jersey. Hopefully he can make me some money next week. Yeah, I think he I think he will. Um, and like like any good um, prognosticator, uh, I'm sure he'll give us a couple things to ponder. So I'm looking forward to getting to talk to him. And of course, Jeff. But uh, uh, as for right now, we got to go over a couple quick things, because as I mentioned, the PGA Tour is back in action and they are playing the Fortinet Championship. Not to be confused. Fortinet? Fortinet. Fortnite? I, it, it, I mean, I've heard it a million times on Sirius this week. They keep saying that, and I, I, I thought about that a lot this morning as I was practicing Fortinet. And our leader is Ches Reavy. He shot 65 yesterday in the first round, which is 7-under. we got a couple other guys there in second at 6-under. Cameron Tringali, Adam Hadwin... Um, Three, four, five, a bunch of players that tied for four, one of which is Max Homa, another Jason Duffner. Um, cool about that. Phil's out there. He shot two under yesterday. And John Rahm, who uh, withdrew from the Pro-Am on Wednesday because he had um, a little IBS, Ooh. he um, he uh, he shot even par on Ooh. Friday, which you will know, we'll get to John later in the weekly update, I'm sure. But um, for right now... Um, you know, I don't I don't wish uh, irritable bowel syndrome on anyone, but the week before the Ryder Cup and the number one player in the world on Europe's team, John, let's be clear. I do wish it on some people. OK, not well, him. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We'll save that for the first break. All right. Now, Chez Reevy. Cool story here. Uh, Wednesday this past week, I was over at the mountain Ridge country club for media day, which is coming up for the LPGA. They're going to have the cognizant founders cup there. And I played with Chez Reeves agent, Dennis Blake, which was kind of a cool thing. So I texted him yesterday and I said, you know, Hey man, nice job by Chez there. And he was very happy about that. And speaking of the LPGA, they're out in Portland, uh, Gemma Drybaugh from Scotland and Carlotta Saganda and Padre. Um, here we go. Ready? (laughs) Anna, Anna and Anna Rukarn. Sure.
0: Yep. That's absolutely
1: correct. That's it. They're all at four under 68. At and four uh, Fortnite though. Yeah, no Fortnite. But here, cool story here. Laura Davies is 57 years old. In the first round, she shot two under. She's tied for 10th. I love that stuff. Bravo. I love it. I love it. And I did love the media day the other day at Mountain Ridge. One of the, quietly, one of the, the premier, unbelievable. You know, people said, how was Mountain Ridge the other day? I said, if I had money, that's how I'd spend it. Ooh. Unbelievable. That's these ladies, these ladies are going to love it. And uh, we can't wait. And we definitely can't wait. You know what else we can't wait for is a quick little New Jersey Golf Foundation sponsor read. Okay. You know what? Let's do it. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-12. I told you be quick, folks. It's not even 3.05, and we are jumping here in New Jersey. We've got Jeff Price coming up after the break. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in moments.
0: To the chop, chop He says, I'm gonna win big. Choose not the life of imitation. Deshaun Dis- Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're he, not gonna get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when he it comes he to, he to clearing did. it out. Y'all take Spoken care of me. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Dinkins, team Mark, me. Or <laughs> his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, <laughs> we get it. Me, me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me, but anyway. Jishan, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio
1: or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming, led by PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit newjerseygolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's newjerseygolffoundation.org or 732-465-1212.
0: Time to get back on course as the pro
1: show continues.
0: Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart.
1: Welcome back to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920.
0: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, your sweat soaking through the floor.
1: The moment we are all waiting for. Next Friday, the 43rd Ryder Cup matches will start. Here this afternoon to help put our thousand day wait into perspective is one of the main engineers behind it all. Jeff Price, the chief commercial officer of the PGA, leads a creative team of talented professionals prepared to deliver 2021's most anticipated sporting event. Sounds like a lot of pressure, maybe, but if I needed someone to hit the first tee shot next Friday, I know our guest could handle it. I love that there on the board, Wade, a little greatest show. It's going to be quite a show next Friday. And we have a man that comes to us from behind the curtain to give us some insights and some perspective on what it's like to have a three-year wait for the 43rd Ryder Cup matches. Jeff Price, welcome to the Pro Show this afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, Keith. Great to be with you.
1: Well, I tell you what, we alluded to it there. It's been a long time since we've had a Ryder Cup, and it's been... Five years since we've had one here on American soil. How charged up are you and the folks at the PGA in order to put this greatest show out for everyone next weekend?
2: Well, I think you had the exact right song. It is the greatest show, not just in uh, in golf, but really in sport. And that first tee that you referenced um, brings absolute chills when I uh, when I think about the opportunity to be there next Friday and and be a part of something that transcends our sport and and really will bring the world together uh, in a way that golf uh, uniquely can. And so we're, we're incredibly excited. Obviously a lot of hard work over the last uh, two years, really to enable the golf world came together to enable us to postpone the Ryder cup so that we could hopefully bring all the fans uh, to Wisconsin, which we look forward to doing next week. And uh, you know, a lot of work behind the scenes from a great team, Kerry Haig and our championships team uh, carries the best in the business and has the uh, whistling straights ready to go. And, uh, you know, our commercial team has been working feverishly to make sure that uh, this engine, which, which Keith, as you know, um, the greatness of the Ryder Cup, as I said, really transcends the sport. But it's also a huge economic engine to fuel the mission of the PGA. Um, you know, the nearly 28,000 men and women who are the tangible connection to the game, um, and helps to grow this game and make it more, you know, inviting and welcoming and, and an experience of fun. And uh, I know you're the, you're the head of fun and, uh, you know, the mission to, to bring the game, make the game more fun is ultimately funded by this Ryder Cup. So there's a, there's a great importance in terms of the event, uh, but the opportunity to bring this forward and, and help to fuel the mission of the PGA is what motivates all of us at the PGA of America to make this event great and, and to help fuel the mission.
1: You know, I want to touch upon there. You said the experience of fun. I love that phrase for a number of reasons, but just particularly for the Ryder Cup. If I take you back five years to 2016, your team put together a record setting fan experience digitally, um, hospitality wise. We won. I mean, all of these fantastic factors. What can we expect? What what kind of new tricks do you guys, what kind of innovations do you have up your sleeve? You had an extra year to prepare. I, I'm really looking forward to see what your team rolls out and what Kerry does with the golf course, but just specifically to you, what do you have planned for us to kind of surprise us and engage us next week?
2: Well, let me take it on two fronts, really. The, those of you that are uh, at home or, or on the go engaging in the Ryder Cup, um, I think there's some really interesting you know, evolution. We've worked closely with our partners at NBC and the Golf Channel to make sure that the at home fan experience, uh, you know, across every device is as compelling and, and engaging in the content, you know, from linear television on NBC and Golf Channel to what we do with RyderCup.com and, and our streaming and our, you know, incremental coverage of featured groups and, and kind of an alternate feed uh, that I think fans are really going to enjoy. Uh, we've created a fantasy game. Uh, which is launching uh, and will I think give some fun uh, for spectators that uh, are at home, fans that are at home cheering. Uh, fantasy sports has become such a big part of the broader sports landscape. We're, we're bringing it uh, to the Ryder Cup, which I think uh, will be a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, PJ professionals and fans out there can uh, can have a lot of fun with it. Uh, obviously, thinking that the U.S. team is going to do well, so there's some really good players to to choose in that, in that aspect of what we're doing and adding, uh, we've also created kind of a, a probability outcome on, on this. And, and that is something you've seen in other sports to follow it and to understand, you know, what's driving kind of the potential of who's going to be leading, and, and ultimately when you get to Sunday, who's going to uh, you know, either bring home the cup or, or retain it in the case of Europe. And so there's a lot of really good evolutions from a content perspective for fans anywhere uh, really around the globe to enjoy uh, the Ryder Cup. And for those fans that come on site, and, and we're so excited uh, to open the doors uh, responsibly in Wisconsin um, with with the opportunity for fans, that first tee experience uh, is going to be uniquely Wisconsin. Uh, and I think you'll see some uh, some amazing kind of entertainment in the walk-up to that first tee shot. Uh, but obviously that first tee shot is, is one of the most iconic moments in, in our sport and really, in all of sport and so uh, we, we put a lot of energy into that first tee experience into the overall fan experience um, and there's a rat, there's a new application a mobile app for the, our encore spectator guide one of the bits of feedback we've gotten in terms of the Ryder Cup is sometimes really hard with four matches going on what's close to me what should I be thinking about um, and so this on-site spectator guide is really something our team wants to make that fan experience better. Make sure if you're on-site at Whistling Straits, no matter where you are on the golf course, you're going to know what's near you, what, what ultimately is might be of interest. In, and then when you tie that back to the win probability, figuring out, all right, which hole do I want to go to to see a match won? Um, we're going to be able to tie that all together. So I think a lot of hard work by the digital team, uh, by our, our programming team, and ultimately really making sure that our spectators on-site have the ultimate experience of being at the Ryder Cup and for those watching at home um, or on your mobile device, it, it's going to be a consuming experience and one that uh, across social media and our digital platforms. Uh, I don't think uh, folks are going to go for a lack of Ryder Cup content, uh, you know, over the next week, Keith.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, I can hear the passion and the emotion in your voice there as you talk about this because you've been working on it so hard with your commercial team. And, uh, folks, if you're wondering who that voice is, it's Jeff Price joining us this afternoon. He's the chief commercial officer of the PGA of America. And not only that, but a two time sports business journal 40 under 40 winner. And, uh, you know, for a long time, you've been in this digital space. And when I listen to you and when I follow what you do, I'm always intrigued by how you've used analytics in order to create the success that surrounds you. And you touched upon a little bit there, you talked about performance analytics. Um, How much have you and the PGA kind of engaged with the fan base in order to, to use analytics to make this experience kind of over the top? I mean, I know you mentioned a couple of things there, but behind the scenes, it seems like every stadium, every arena, every sport is using data. Um, Last week we had Justin Ray on the show and, you know, he talked a lot about how the teams could use his performance analysis to put pairings together, right? What are you guys doing behind the scenes in order to really engage golf's fan base, which is just so vibrant and popular right now?
2: Yeah. So that's a great question. And I think that, uh, again, I'm going to put it in the same two buckets. As you think about consumption patterns and what are consumers ultimately doing to enjoy sporting events and experiences. Um, This is a three-day, really a four-day with opening ceremony um, event. And so you've got to understand kind of where the consumer will be be engaging with content and making sure that it's available in the ways that they want to receive it. Obviously, NBC does an amazing job at the long-form production uh, and everything they'll have from uh, live from with Golf Channel and and all of, all of the traditional content, um, Tommy Roy and, and his team will do the amazing job that they always do. But the reality is, as you look at data, you look at analytics, you look at where consumers are engaging. Um, we've, our team has done an amazing job at amping up our social engagement for the Ryder Cup and understanding patterns of consumption, patterns of behavior, what, what is it that, that the fans are looking for? And obviously video, short form video, is a huge part of that. And so I think our team from a broad pers- consumption perspective has really used analytics to understand and dramatically improve the social engagement that we're getting around the Ryder Cup, which ultimately, which I know you know, Keith, that engagement from a social channel perspective and, and engagement in conversation about the Ryder Cup leads to more watching of the Ryder Cup, more digital traffic, et cetera. And so analytics has played a huge part Kevin Hyland and his team have done amazing work, really understanding that. And, you know, the Europeans have always been really good. European Tour Production does a great job in this space. We've learned a lot of lessons from them. But ultimately, the analytics of broadly understanding consumer consumption and behavior patterns has helped to shape the way we're developing content, short form, long form, and storytelling, which is ultimately what people want. They want to understand the players, the the backstory, the understanding of the context of the Ryder Cup, and and our team has done a great job on the analytics side. I think when you get on site, what our championships team has done is really thought about the the traffic patterns and and, and ultimately engagement. When you have only, for most of the Ryder Cup, four matches going on any particular hole at any time, um, there's a lot of, of fans who need to be engaging and having back to the fun, right? How do we create fun for, for the number of, you know, tens of thousands of spectators that we're gonna have and understanding the analytics from restroom availability to food and beverage to where, where can you see what you wanna see? And so using data, using understanding of patterns, both broadly in consumption and then really the on-site experience is how we think we can deliver a better Ryder Cup, a better fan experience, and ultimately, you know, have those fans enjoy themselves in a way that reflects the sportsmanship of this event. And that's something else that we're, you know, critically focused on. We want to make sure that this is a great experience for everyone. Um, there has been some, some challenging fan behavior at sporting events, you know, over the course of the last six months. It's kind of we all come out of COVID. Um, and so we want to make sure those ideals and values of the Ryder Cup that sportsmanship is a key part of it. It's not just for the players, which they ultimately compete but are great sportsmen in in how they treat each other. We want to make sure the fans are going to do the same thing. And so that's another piece of the puzzle, just making sure that the, the fan conduct and behavior matches the stature of this great event. And we're, we're very confident that we're going to have a great event and a great uh, spectator crowd in Wisconsin. But those are the pieces, Keith, that we're trying to use data analytics and understanding to make sure that we create the best experience possible.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool answer because... So much right now, it's become a pivot moment coming out of COVID that everyone's paying attention to data to build better relationships through sports. And, you know, I think about how we can look at this in more of a macro sense. And as a PGA professional, you know, we always think about growing the game and getting more people involved. How does the Ryder Cup and, you know, your engagement there with just this? four-day event, um, then lead us to a bigger springboard in order to engage more golfers on their terms, Jeff? Because if we've learned one thing through all of these analytics is that you know we really need to get to golfers um, in their world and on their terms. So kind of give me a a greater sense of what's going on and how you you look at a small microcosm like this, and then you can amplify it to the greater good of golf.
2: Yeah. Wonderful question. And I'm going to start with the work that PJ reach our foundation, uh, impacting lives through golf, which, you know, PJ professionals do such an amazing job running junior league programs and engaging kids, um, to pick up that invitation, right. To play the game. It's so important. Um, unlike, you know, a basketball where you can walk down the street and, and just get on a court or, or many other sports and kick a soccer ball around, you know, you need a venue from a golf perspective. And so PJ professionals as captains, for junior league um and and what pj reach does in that area what we do with our veterans on the military front and PJ works which is our diversity equity inclusion platform you know we want the game of golf to be more welcoming more inclusive more fun for everyone and we've got a great event on monday um, where we're going to just call beyond the green which is part of the pj works pillar and we're inviting um a diverse group of of young uh, men and women to come and experience the Ryder Cup firsthand. And we've got a five-hour program put together for them where they can really see how this is, um, you know, golf isn't, we're, we're, we're all as a sport pushing make golf your thing. And ultimately, we think we need to make sure that broad audiences across the country are thinking about making golf your business, your profession, your passion. Um, and we're going to give, you know, a great group of young men and women the chance to really understand how this gets put together and hopefully invite them to want to be a part of our industry. Uh, And that's a a small example, but a great event where we're going to connect to that Milwaukee and Wisconsin community uh, and hopefully lead a, a group of young people to want to consider being like you, Keith, a PGA professional or somebody like me working in the industry and helping PGA professionals, you know, have the resources they need, you know, to hopefully be successful in whatever path they want to take, be it in teaching and coaching in golf operations and executive management. You know, that is ultimately our mission. And so that's a small example. You will see us promote PJ Reach extensively throughout um, the Ryder Cup and hopefully making connections um, to consumers who are interested in the areas where we ultimately are able to impact those lives and, and really PJ professionals being the conduit to everyone who plays this game and, and ultimately making it more fun as you go on your golf journey.
1: Hey, folks, we have a real treat this afternoon. We are with Jeff Price, and he has made golf his business, his profession, his passion. And he has a really cool and diverse background in sports. He worked for the NBA, Sports Illustrated, MasterCard. There's a number of things. But now golf, he is our, one of our leaders as the PGA of America's chief commercial officer. And I'm just wondering, there have been a lot of challenges over the last 18 months, and i always love to give my me- my listeners a little bit of a message How have you used your background and the leaders that you've worked with over the years? And you've worked with some great ones, David Stern, Rick Welts, and and the list goes on, Jeff. You know, just the pivot alone for the Ryder Cup or all the things that you're doing with the commercial team. You know, how have those people helped shape the decision making that you've made? And what can you share with my listeners um, as they are presented with challenges as we continue to face them each and every day?
2: So I, I've been fortunate to have some amazing mentors um, who have helped to, to guide me in my career in key decisions, um, and mentor-mentee relationships are, are critically important. It's something that's at the heart of, of PGA professionals, and what, what you all do with, to help guide each other through your careers and, and development is something I always have the utmost respect for. I, I'm going to point to one individual, Rick Welts, who just retired or, or, or stepped away as president of the golden state warriors was able to kind of transform that franchise. And, you know, the success that they've had, he was the president of NBA properties when, when I was at the NBA and he was a very inclusive leader. He really welcomed the diversity of opinion and, and wanted to and challenged all of us to make sure that we were thinking about the best path forward not for each of us individually, but really for the organization and the mission. And and I think that has, uh, you know, along with Seth's leadership, um, who does that every day, I think the the concept of collaborative work, whether it was in the industry, in, in, you know, bringing um, Back to Golf together, it was was a true collaboration of the industry. And, And we kind of put any individual... Focus, not just personally, but even organizationally, to the betterment of the game. How do we make sure that the game can get to the other side, which means the roles and jobs and responsibilities are there? When you think about make golf your thing and the industry rallying around diversity, equity, inclusion and a challenge that we have in our sport and welcoming in the commercial enterprise on all of the challenges that we've had, we've spent more time together as a team really tackling challenges. And, and pushing each other in a respectful but responsible and challenging way to do better. And, and I think that's a, that's a lesson I learned from Rick. Um, and really, we've brought this together. Seth has done that uh, as a leader. Susie did it. Jim does it. Um, and ultimately, we, we ultimately have to think first about those 28,000 professionals that we serve and this great game that we're a part of. And I'm most proud probably – of across so many aspects of what needed to be done, it's been about that broader mission and not thinking about yourself or, or necessarily even just distinctly kind of the commercial side of what our team does. But how do we broadly make sure that the industry, PJ professionals, and this great game are going to thrive and that now the challenge is we, we've had a tremendous uptick in the play in golf how do we make sure we sustain that? And so we do that collaboratively. We do that in a way that people push each other and there are hard conversations, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to make, serve our mission and ultimately make this game better. And I think that's the lesson that I've taken from all of this is that it's not about any one individual. It's about the spirit of collaboration, cooperation, and ultimately having a focus on the purpose And the plan that's put together and executed to the best of your ability.
1: You know, when you mentioned the spirit of collaboration, I kind of think about the future of the PGA of America and we need a collaborative home. So, real quickly, because we got to go in just a second, but can you give me an update? on the home site, you know, as a PGA professional out there in Frisco, I see pictures online, but a look behind the curtain would really mean a lot to my listeners. And I know you must be excited about it. So tell me a little bit about what's going on in Frisco and and when we could play some golf there, Jeff.
2: Well, uh, having just been there last week, um, it is truly amazing. Uh, There's a big dream for what the home of the PGA can be in uh, in Frisco, Texas. Um, But ultimately I think, we're going to surpass that. And and the reality is it is the home of the PGA and the home of the PGA professional. And, you know, I, I think just starting on this conversation and we can come back and have lots of conversations about the golf courses and the 10 hole short course, uh, experience. It'll be lighted. You can play it until one in the morning or the 75,000 square foot putting green and how we, you know, Jimmy Terry tells an amazing story of a young girl and her mom, um, beginning a journey, having an ice cream cone next to that putting experience, picking up a putter, and one day playing in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. That all can come to reality in Frisco. But I think for PGA professionals, the opportunity that that has been really thought through John Newkirk and his leadership bringing this project, uh, who's a, a wonderful PGA professional, kind of project managing, um, the home of the PGA, that whole first floor, is about it, lifelong education, training, and development, and, and our opportunity to interact with associates and, and PGM students as they are making their journey and ultimately the lifelong career learning that uh, is so important in the PGA of America. It is going to come to life in spades at PGA Frisco and the home of the PGA. And so it's an incredibly exciting project. The scale and scope of the project, our partners at Omni, and the city of Frisco are tremendous partners in helping us to make this a reality. Uh, But I truly think, you know, the, the, the the building itself for the PGA, the home of the PGA will open in the first quarter of next year. And the campus opens in uh, the spring of 23 with the KitchenAid senior PGA championship being played in the spring of 23. So golf just around the corner, the golf courses by Gil and Bo are amazing Um, But I think the campus overall and certainly what it's going to mean for PGA professionals, having a home in the middle of the country, one flight away for almost everybody. um, We we talked about it as being transformational. I'll be honest, I was skeptical that a campus can be transformational. Uh, I'm a true believer that it will be transformational for the PGA of America, for PGA professionals, and really for the laboratory that inspires the future of the game of golf.
1: You know what, Jeff? I appreciate it. I know that's just the tip of the iceberg, but you have to run to Wisconsin, and we have to run to a break really quick. So do me a favor. Get out there with the team and Carrie and everybody else. Get the guys motivated and bring home the cup for us, okay?
2: Go USA, and hope everybody enjoys a wonderful Ryder Cup. Thanks so much, Keith.
1: We certainly will, and thanks in large part to your commercial team. Now... Up next, another Ryder Cup perspective. Senior editor of Points Bet USA, Teddy Greenstein, is joining us to discuss making a little green during those 43rd Ryder Cup matches.
0: Mike Greenberg is. Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greenie with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively
1: on ESPN Plus. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links... Try the new Champ hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code Stuart25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to zerorestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get
0: back on course. Thanks for radio. I, 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 I get a lot of that too. As
1: the pro show continues... Once again, Keith Stewart. It's The Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Teddy Greenstein is about to join us. A lifelong storyteller, he has taken his talents from the Tribune to the top of the gaming industry. PointsBet has taken golf fandom to another level. A week before we hear tons of USA chants, let's check in with the boss and see what they have in store for golf's biggest event of the year. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Yeah, try PointsBet in the USA. Ryder Cup Team USA now. Oh yeah, it's Friday afternoon there, Mr. Wade Weezer. As we get deeper into the show, the music just keeps getting me more and more fired up for next week's Ryder Cup. And you know what else has me fired up? Is when there's a little action. And here to discuss a little action with us is Mr. Teddy Greenstein. Teddy, senior editor at PointsBet. How are you this afternoon?
0: Oh, Keith, I am amazing. That song got me extra fired up, man. I was born in New York Hospital. I'm an East Coaster. As far as I know, do we ever really know where we're born? We, we, we have to rely on our parents to tell us. But uh, thanks for the Springsteen walk up. Um, not that long ago, I was driving by Stone Pony, his original spot, wishing I could have been there about, you know, 40, 45 years ago when Bruce was playing to small houses. But uh, excited to be with you for the first time. Excited to talk about golf.
1: Well, you know what? You affectionately brought up New Jersey there. And, and let's start there. We're talking about the gaming industry here. And I saw a statistic on Monday here in New Jersey, my beloved home state, we had 12 and betting transactions. Now, Teddy, we, we only have nine million residents of which, you know, I know two of them are my kids. So um, how, I guess it begs the question, how popular is sports gaming right now?
0: Yeah, I'm really hoping that my family in Westfield was responsible for a good chunk of that. You know, my sister, her husband, and their two kids. I'm trying to corrupt the young guy, Jonah Altman, and get him to be a a big sports better. But, yeah, I mean, look, we have to give New Jersey and Chris Christie a ton of credit for where this country is right now in sports betting. Because Christie was the one who was pushing hard. So, you know, for the longest time, when it was only Nevada, you know, you had to be there and uh, physically uh, in a sports book to place a bet. But he pushed, and now uh, sports betting is legal in more than half the country. Unfortunately, there's still a ton of states where you can't do it on your phone. Um, you know, a state like New York, I believe, where you can legally bet on sports, but it has to be in a brick-and-mortar sports book. So fortunately, Jersey is, uh, is one of those states you can do it on your phone. I believe PointsBet is one of 18 online sports books. So that will give you a feel for the compensation.
1: Well, you know what? It it is a tight competition out there, but you know, we are gambling. So, you know, everyone, there is risk involved in all of this, Teddy. And and, and when I look at it now, it's kind of interesting. So much of our world has changed and forget the pandemic discussion for a second, but just evolved in the last five to 10 years. You know, uh, when I grew up as a kid in New Jersey, you know, we were thinking of, you know, the bookie and all of these things. And nowadays, you know, everything it's, it's, it's almost that gaming has become a part of pop culture. And, you know, why is that? Like when you go to work every day, what do you think of as a a modern gambler?
0: Yeah, I I just, I think there are two main reasons, Keith. Like one is the obvious where it's a chance to win money. I think there's a fascination out there. Like, let's say your life savings is $50,000 that you could throw that all on one side and suddenly you'd have almost $100,000, you know, like people dream of winning the lottery, but it's, a million to one or five million to one or whatever it is. But you theoretically have a 50-50 chance to almost double your money on any sporting event. But more so, I think the smarter bettors look at it as entertainment. And they see it as this is a a way to sort of supplement the watching of an event. And I know we'll talk about a lot of events. Um, I've definitely got some examples of stuff that I've watched just because I have a little action on it. But we're living in a great age. I mean, definitely when I grew up, In New York, if you were going to bet, you had to have a bookie. And now that's not the case. Um, So if you are in one of PointsBet's uh, seven legal states, use us. I mean, a couple, couple of huge benefits versus using a bookie. One, you have to fund your account. So you're not betting money you don't have. And then, two, there's a societal benefit with all the sports books. I mean, we're paying taxes. We're creating jobs. So, you know, don't use the bookie. I understand some people don't want a paper trail or they like the human touch of, you know, handing over $2,000 or receiving $2,000 on a Monday morning. But uh, I say use the online stuff, much safer, much smarter. I just hope nobody from uh, Tony Soprano's crew is listening to this right now.
1: No, no, they um, they only listen to the podcast after I post it. No, nobody's listening live. They're out collecting right now. No, just oh, uh, just kidding, just kidding. And folks, if you're wondering who that voice is on the other end of the line today, we are we have just just a treat. We have Teddy Greenstein with us. He's from PointsBet. And um, is it any truth to the rumor that in high school you were referred to as the bookie?
0: You know, you've done your research, and I cannot tell a lie. That was my nickname. So I was the guy who was organizing our NFL pool every week. So I, I was a lover of the New York Post, and for those of uh, of you know, you listening old enough, and maybe they still do. The Post on Fridays would run this giant grid. They would have about ten of their sports writers make all the NFL picks against the spread. So I mimicked that. I think I only collected five bucks a person. We usually had ten players, so it was fifty bucks, winner take all and it was like the only time I'd ever go in the library to like Xerox the grid so everybody would know who everybody else was picking.
1: It's funny how life comes full circle, huh? You know, 25 years at the Chicago Tribune and now you're back to where you were in high school, you know? It's pretty, yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, like it's pretty and all cool. the stuff I learned then and, you know, learning math because of odds and parlays and all that stuff it turned out to be uh, useful for my job. So, I got the last laugh on some of that stuff.
1: Well, there's no doubt about that. Now, I am a PGA professional. You know, this show does cover the pop culture of sports, but we do have a golf bias. So tell me about how I I read that PointsBet is the number one gaming site for golf. Why is that?
0: So we are absolutely striving to be that. And it starts with our lineup. So we have Paige Sporanek, who, as I'm sure you know, is rather popular on Instagram. She's got like 3.1 million Twitter followers, uh, which is more than Tiger or Rory or anybody else in golf. For those who don't know Paige, uh, she is very lovely to look at, but also a really accomplished golfer who played in college, who shot 64 in competition, who still says she's a plus three, very, very good player, and excellent on the content side. So we have her, we have Noda Begay, and Noda is going to be – Involved with us, I believe, coming up with the Ryder Cup. We're going to be doing some content where Paige and I are, are, are picking sides on the Ryder Cup. And Noda is going to be sort of uh, judging who uh, who he thinks is, is the better bet. Um, and then I'd like to think I help a little bit. Uh, I covered golf for a long time for the Trib. Was lucky enough to cover 11 Masters, like nine U.S. Opens, and three Ryder Cups. So one of my jobs is to go on Golf Channel every week and, and talk about – um, the offerings that Points Bet is making. One of the cool things about Points Bet is we have Name a Bet, which allows anybody to pitch bets. So, like, you know, Jason Sobel or, or different guys will say, Hey, l- l- let me pitch a bet. So I'll do that too. So, like, you know, if Bryson and, and, and Brooksy are fighting as they always are, maybe the next week I'll have a Name a Bet. Will they both finish in the top 10? Or will Bryson beat Brooksy for two of the four rounds? Um, we try to get very creative. Like the week after Phil Mickelson won the PGA championship, we had a name a bet Will Phil Mickelson hole out a bunker shot this week. And then our, our, our traders price that up. So we pay a lot of attention to golf. We're tied into NBC, which means we're on the golf channel and, uh, we love it. I mean, golf is the perfect betting sport. Uh, I'm assuming you bet when you're on the golf course, Keith, what's your, uh, are you a skins guy? Do you play sweat Vegas? Nassau? What do you do?
1: Oh, geez. If I had the choice on the first tee, I'd play Wolf. Cause I like variety. It's so fun, right? Wolf is great, and um, there's any number of games. You could just go with a straight Nassau, but I mean, I think I think one of the reasons, and I want to ask this question next, but the, the golf fits so well in the gaming space, is that I, I can't imagine there's a listener out there that hasn't been in a bunker with a friend and said like, hey, closest to the pin for a drink or a dollar or for whatever, right? And you it just kind of fits the landscape. And and that's where I want to go next, Teddy, is that I want to see how you all, because you said it yourself, you're paying a lot of attention to golf. So why?
0: Well, exactly, like when I'm playing with my boys, maybe somebody will be 55 feet from the pin and I'll say, okay, I got two and a half to one on a two putt. Or you got three to one on an up and down from a bunker. So I think it just lends itself. It's funny, I'm a tennis player as well, and I never bet while I'm playing tennis, and we always do when we're playing golf. So it just, I'm not exactly sure why, but but golf just totally lends itself to. And the same thing when we're watching on TV, like there's enough time between shots where you have time to place a live bet. You know, a couple examples I was thinking of, I mean, the BMW Championship, when it's Bryson and Cantlay basically going head-to-head. Now I cannot technically bet on points bet, so I have um, what I call sports betting wife on Twitter. Sports betting wife had wagered on Bryson to win. It was forty to win six forty, and um, you know, on the one hand, it's uh, it's easier now to bet. On the other hand, everything is tougher because you have cash outs and because you have hedging opportunities. I was going through that whole kind of head to head, that whole playoff, wondering like, should I cash out? Should I hedge? What should I do? You know, that, that ticket's worth 640 bucks, but I could have, I think, 280 on Bryson if I take it out. Now, I didn't. I let it ride. Shame on me. Always go with the guy with the better short game, which is Cantlay. So, um, I think it, it, the golf betting just supplements the viewing of the sport right now. I mean, during the majors, we even have closest to the pin on the par threes. So, if you had a busy morning, but then you turn on the Masters, you know, midway through the round... You can look on points bet and you can say, oh, we have odds here on Bryce and how he's gonna perform on the 14th hole or what Jordan Spieth is gonna do on 15. And it just adds to your enjoyment of watching the event.
1: I have this belief. Now I'm a PGA professional, so I'm a traditionalist. I follow the rules of golf when I go out and play and I promote the game um, in all of its glory um, as we have for centuries and played it, right? But I have this theory that, you know, gaming can create a huge crossover audience. And where the, the golf itself suffers from some headwinds, like, you know, it's not diverse enough, it's not inclusive enough. And then I see something where, like, on the day of the Super Bowl, you can have a bet where you're going to go, who's going to hit the ball? It, what number is going to be bigger? I think it was. It was Rory McIlroy's longest drive of the day, or will Patrick Mahomes have more passing yards, right? To me, that's fun. That's engaging a greater audience, right? It. Am I crazy to think that we can use gaming to get people more involved in the game of golf?
0: Exactly, and thanks for bringing that one up. I came up with that um, that offering, and I was pretty proud of it. I think my the two bets that I came up with were that, and will anybody uh, score 10 or higher on the 17th at Sawgrass? The traders priced that at 150 to 1 then on made an 11. So sports betting wife made $1,500 on that. So it is, it's best like that, um, you know, non-standard stuff, the stuff that crosses over to different sports that I think gets people very excited. Like, you know, today somebody could um, pitch a name of bet. Let's say they are a Cincinnati Reds fan and they could say, okay, which number will be higher? The Reds total run scored or um, John Rahm number of birdies, you know, in the event in Napa. And, yeah. That's stuff like, like be creative, come on out and do it. And then watch the event. Like the idea, if you told me a few years ago that you could like create your own events and then you create your own bets and then actually wager on them, I would have said you're nuts. But it's a glorious time to be alive if you are into sports betting and especially if you're into golf.
1: Well, you know what? There's a lot of people into golf right now. And I think that you all are onto something there. And, you know, I know it's not a non-traditionalist view, but, um, you know, I'm not the director of fun here on the radio as a PGA professional because, you know, I fit in the box. And, you know, one of the things that really interests me in all of this is that how do you all because the connotation with gaming is that it's a bunch of middle aged men probably, you know, just gambling and and just you know doing their thing at the sports bar or something like that. But yeah. it's just, I know it's not. I know it's not. And I'm not trying to say that. But golf is the, has the same sort of connotation. How do you guys cha- you know handle the challenge of diversity and getting more women involved yeah. in gaming? And then because I think maybe golf could could follow what you all do and, and engage a larger audience.
0: It's such a great point. So so one of the things we announced just last month, August 11th, uh, a diversity equity and inclusion committee. Two people on that committee are Noda Begay. He's been extremely involved in his life with Indian casinos. Um, So, you know, some people I think you link up with as a company and they do it just because whatever, they want to make the money and they want to have the association. Noda, everything I've I've read and, and heard about him is like, he's very passionate about this subject. So not only does he love the whole topic of sports betting and golf, but he's very into you know revenues and making sure they go to the right places and, and helping the communities that that need it. So Noda is on that committee, as is Sarah Spain, who everybody I'm sure knows who's listening. You know, a, a major figure at ESPN and a big figure here in Chicago. So Sarah has not um, created much content for us yet. I believe what she's going to be doing is she's going to play sort of the figure of, look, I don't know anything about sports betting, but I want to learn about it. So I'm going to be placing bets on bears games because she knows the bears very well. And honestly, hopefully a lot of women will see that and will be less intimidated by the process. And they say, okay, Sarah Spain didn't know what a teaser or a parlay was a couple of weeks ago, but now she does. And if she's going to go ahead and, bet 10 bucks on the bears game and, you know, take the under and, and take the over on Andy Dalton passing yards, which probably is not a a smart bet. Then maybe I can go ahead and do the same.
1: I tell you what, you know, that's a pretty smart strategy right there, you know, to get people involved that are leaders in the sports space, you know, people role models that we all look up to and have them out there and say, Hey, I just don't know, but I'm going to figure it out and I'll teach you how to do it. I mean, that that's, you know what has enlisted my brethren, my colleagues, forever—the men and women of the PGA of America. You know, there's a there's yeah. a huge um, kind of hurdle where people feel like they might be embarrassed to take a golf lesson or something like that. And you know, we're trying to break through all those barriers. and And I love the way that you guys are kind of approaching it. I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, like one of the, thank you so much. One of the things we're doing is, you know, I wrote scripts for what we're calling one on one. I'm sorry, one o one videos. And I think uh, Paige or Sarah Perlman. Are going to voice them because it's intimidating for a lot of people. Like, it's not for you and me. Like, I grew up with this stuff. But the number of times I've tried to explain to my mom what, you know, minus 140 represents or plus 160 when I say, okay, you know, minus 140 means you're wagering $140 to win 100. She'd be like, well, why would anybody do that? You're definitely going to lose $40. It's like, uh, mom, okay, you get your $100 back. But it's hard for people who've never placed a bet to kind of understand how it all works. And I want them to get it. Like, one of the novel things that we have, the way we got our name is through this thing called points betting. And very few people do it, but it's incredibly fun, Keith. And, it, like, it goes on the principle of the more you're right, the more you win. So if you are points betting – um, Let's say if you had had the Giants uh, last, uh, last night and uh, the Giants were, let's say, were getting four points and you bet $100, you get $100 for every point they beat the spread. So it's not a fixed amount. So you can imagine how this applies to stuff like golf. We do it with finishing positions. So let's say John Rahm this week his over under finishing position is 20. If you want to fade him at $10 a spot and he finishes 30, you win $100, you win 10 times your stake. So there are a lot of different ways to, to, to bet. And um, shoot, people are going to see that for so the Ryder Cup coming up because it's not only who's going to win, there, there are you know, a lot of different uh, fun ways to get involved.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned growing up with this stuff. Um, my mother got called to the principal's office at St. Helena's School up in Edison, New Jersey, Cause I was dealing three card Monty in eighth grade, um, and uh, she'll never she'll never let me live that one down. I'd I'd seen it in a Run D M C video on MTV, so yeah. you know it's it's all they, great.
0: They killed me in Manhattan. Were, were you able to always win?
1: Um, if I wanted to depends it depends who I was going against you know the first guy usually won after that um my streaks intact that's for sure but uh speaking of streaks one of the things that we keep going all the time here on the pro show when we have our fun is that we do a little rapid fire q a and teddy you sound like a great guy so I know you're up for this you you ready for a little rapid fire
0: whatever you got man bring it on
1: here we go favorite northwestern alumni
0: uh, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald has done some good things for the school, there's no doubt, um, but I am going to go with an obscure basketball player named John Sherna. He was awesome. Uh, they were playing St. John's one time in the garden. He sprained his ankle. Um, otherwise, he was going to take the, take the Johnnies for about 35 points. John Sherna is my guy.
1: That's better than Jerry Springer, that's for sure. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. Louis, Louis Dreyfus is probably a close second, yeah.
1: Yeah. You can have tickets to any concert all time. Who do you go see?
0: Mm. Uh, so, by the way, I went to Guns N' Roses last night at Wrigley Field, which was pretty good. Um, also saw Green Day earlier this year. Favorite would be Foo Fighters. Best show I've ever been to, Foo Fighters at Wrigley, so uh, hook me up with some um, uh, Foo Fighters YouTuber
1: Springsteen tickets. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your poker playing ability.
0: Oh, God. In my mind, I'm a 9, and in reality, I'm probably a 6. I mean, I win more than I lose in my group, but if my group was seriously going to take on the big boys in Vegas, I'm sure we would get crushed. I'm sure once I raised Daniel you my heart would be beating through my shirt, and it would be so obvious that I either had the goods or didn't. Uh, extra props to you, by the way, I saw you had a little, um, Teddy KGB in your Twitter feed. So uh, I love you for that.
1: All right. Well, if you were on the Ryder cup team next week, who would you want to be your partner in foursomes?
0: Oh, that's great. So am I on, am I on team Europe or team USA?
1: Um, it's up to you.
0: Oh, wow. So I think the Euros usually have more fun. So I'm going to, even though obviously I'm an American, I'm I'm going to say that I would want to play with Rory McIlroy. Rory, to me, has just like the best personality. Like, he's cool, he's chill, he's really engaging, he's awesome with the media, as you know. So I think I would want to play with Roars. I think also Paul Casey would be fun to play with because I really like his caddy, uh, Johnny Long Longstocks.
1: Do you believe in ghosts?
0: I don't, although the director of trading at PointsBet is Jay Croucher, and he has been nicknamed the ghost, and I do believe in him.
1: If you could add someone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be?
0: I'm sorry to get political, but I love President Obama. So I'm just gonna say that, and that's gonna be my choice. Um, Him or Michael Jordan.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Favorite app on your phone besides PointsBet?
0: Um, I think The Athletic is doing such good stuff. I think The Athletic is filled with amazing sports writers. And I am a bit addicted to Instagram. Not a good thing for a a 48-year-old man to admit, but I just did.
1: Name your favorite movie character of all time.
0: Teddy KGB. Absolutely. Very (laughs) aggressive.
1: I will splash the pot. (laughs) All right. One more. Now, I mentioned it earlier. You were at the Tribune, the Chicago Tribune, for 25 years. About a year ago, you transitioned to points bet. Describe your last 11 months in one word
0: awesome (laughs) there's just such diversity in this job whether it's doing radio interviews or making videos with Paige or being the eyes and ears of what goes out on social media or taking vips out to a Cubs game at wrigley it's uh it's a great time i'm so glad i'm in this betting space
1: teddy greenstein i'm glad you're in that space too because you're a breath of fresh air and i'm going to steal your word it's been awesome having you here this afternoon on the pro show can't thank you enough Keith, I loved it. Anytime, buddy. Fans, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update.
0: The Max Kellerman Show.
1: You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we
0: just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. It's
2: kind of
1: weird. It's 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account?
0: The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+.
1: Join the thousands of golfers who already call stick and hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course.
0: Get ready for the back nine
1: as the Pro Show continues. Once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Now, this has been a massive show, and I'll post it tonight on all platforms, spread it around as there's some awesome water cooler knowledge in this one for sure now you know that if you can't catch us next week because maybe you're in wisconsin you can stream the show at 920 espn new jersey.com you just hit that listen now button and of course follow me on twitter at kj stewart for sure there's some great conversations going on in there it sounds like teddy's even going to join in on our conversation and maybe give some betting tips so it's cool and say what you want about underdogs and overachievers, the U.S. Ryder Cup team better take a quick run up those Philly Art Museum steps or at least throw this song on in the locker room because I think we're going to need it. Hard
0: now. So hard now.
1: Oh, yes, Mr. Wade Weezer. You're on form this afternoon. This and the training montage from Rocky Four needs to be in every athlete's training room at least one time through the season. Yes. It starts the training playlist. That question. No no doubt. No doubt. And you know what? If you are training, you might want to check into these all new P790 irons from TaylorMade. An iron is more than metal. It's the result of countless hours of research, testing, and player feedback. From concept to delivery, every step is taken with one goal in mind, delivering results when you need them most. Where our metal meets your metal. With a forged face and speed foam air for more speed and better feel. Get fit for the all-new P790 irons and discover the player they'll push you to become. Check them out, and to find a fitter near you, go to taylormadegolf.com. Billy, don't lose that number. Billy, Billy, you lose my number. Nice work there. I like that. American Billy Horschel birdied the 18th hole to claim the BMW PGA Championship title in a tense finish on Sunday in a tournament with huge implications for Europe's Ryder Cup team. Horschel was tied for first in a group at 18 under par as he stood over his third shot at the par 5 18th at Wentworth, and he produced a sensational wedge shot to complete a sizzling and scintillating round of seven under 65. You know, Horschel is the only the second American to win the title, following in the footsteps of Arnold Palmer. Oh, look at that? that, right? Horschel said, I am speechless, really, and that's rare. You know, Horschel, who has missed the US Ryder Cup team, also said, to win this event means a lot. This is like the Players' Championship. I knew if I could birdie one of these last three holes, I could win, and one was enough. Well, sure enough, it was. Now, Wade, in a related story, After winning the BMW PGA Championship on Sunday, Horschel said not getting a call from U.S. Captain Steve Stricker in relation to Steve Stricker's Ryder Cup picks added some fuel to his internal fire this week in England. I was a little gutted I didn't get a call this week, Horschel said after his triumph. I didn't think the call was going to say I made the team, but I was a little gutted I didn't get a call to say, hey, you know, you didn't make the team. In my mind, I thought I'd at least get that. So there was a little more added motivation this week. Mm -hmm. If no calls work, maybe Stricker should try ignoring a couple of other players who are on the team to see if that gets them fired up to play (laughs) next weekend. Do that. Why not? Steph Curry calling the Ryder Cup. Global basketball icon and scratch golfer Steph Curry will be among the analysts calling the Ryder Cup at Wisconsin's Whistling Straits. He announced his role next week as a part of a new partnership between Comcast, NBC Universal, and Curry's Unanimous Media. Curry will join the golf channel NBC Sports across various platforms during the competition as the ultimate insider with unparalleled insights on playing as a team and winning at the highest level. Unparalleled. Yes, he's the ultimate insider. As it turns out. Right? And a clap is for you for getting all these difficult words out today. Curry will also create original content for golf channels critically acclaimed live from the Ryder Cup coverage and golf pass. Of course, and golf pass. Curry's work with the Ryder Cup will be featured internationally in Sky Sports coverage of the competition across the United Kingdom and Ireland. Our goal at Unanimous has always been to create content that is not only entertaining, but also uplifting and inspirational, said Curry. Inspiring, huh? All right. Forget the coverage. Put him in the team locker room. There you go. (laughs) All right. I'm not sure how Steph will do, but if it doesn't work out, you can always call in those Manning brothers because they were terrific last Monday. Do you see that? Yes. uh, Unbelievable. Oh, another week for the odd couple. So Bryson is training for the world's long drive contest on Tuesday after the Ryder cup. He's doing two and three a day sessions to build up his speed and strength, making his hands hurt and bleed in the process. The images on social media are somewhat between comical and disturbing. <laughs> and certainly nowhere near normal. Now, his his counterpart, Brooks, on the other hand, well, he was interviewed by Golf Digest, and that interview was released this week. Uh, Timing is everything in life. Sure. Here we go. Quick summary. Uh, Brooks likes to relax during major championship weeks, playing video games and taking naps. Therefore, he doesn't care for all the events of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> We're just releasing that sentiment seven days out. This is good. All right. All um, right. He also believes that he's going to win as many majors as Tiger and Jack. Uh, He still doesn't like Bryson. And uh, he believes gamemanship is not dead and that Phil definitely got the better of him at Kiowa. Just another ordinary couple of guys leading up to the most highly anticipated sporting event of the year, team sport event of the year. Uh, In an unrelated story, the PGA Tour is offering incentive to players who drive the most social media traffic. (laughs) Yep. And the award goes to, well, down there in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, home of the PGA Tour, they announced their Rookie of the Year this week, and that is none other than Will Zalatoris. He is the 2021 PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, as voted by the tour's membership for this entire season. Zalatoris, 25, is competing this week's Fortinet Championship uh, to open his first full season as a member of the PGA Tour. Zalatoris, who will receive the Arnold Palmer Award for winning the rookie of the year was selected for the honor over Garrick Higo. Zalatoris joined the PGA Tour as a special temporary member in November and collected well, about 1,300 FedEx Cup points to earn full-time membership for this season. He recorded eight top tens and made 21 cuts in 25 starts, highlighted by a runner-up we all remember at the 2021 Masters Tournament. The last special temporary member to win PGA Tour Rookie of the Year was Charles Howell way back in 2001. Zalatoris also made 16 starts on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020 and recorded 10 top 10s, highlighted by a win at the TPC Colorado Championship at Heron Lakes and a runner-up at the Evans Scholars Invitational. Following the U.S. Open, Zalatoris finished in the top 10 of two of his next three majors. Congrats, Will. I think even Owen Wilson would be proud of your accomplishment. Wow! And the hits just keep coming. going back down to Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, at that PGA Tour complex, and they announced the Player of the Year, which sure enough is your FedEx Cup champion, Patrick Cantlay. You know, of course, it was voted on by the tour's membership for this season. And Cantlay, he won four times this year, including back-to-back victories at the FedEx Cup playoffs. You know, we'll all remember that 65 to win the Zozo over Rahm and JT. His second win came at the Memorial in June at Jack's Place in a playoff over Colin Morikawa. The last two wins, one over Bryson in a six-hole playoff at the BMW, and of course, the Tour Championship by one shot over Rahm for the 15 million. In all, Cantley made 24 starts and recorded seven top tens. Pretty good stuff, and it sounds simple enough, but John Rahm may want a recount on some of those wins. I mean, first of all, he beat Patty Ice (laughs) in all six majors this season, winning one, he had a six shot lead over Patty Ice at the memorial and had to withdraw. Of course, Rom with that six shot lead, he still would have beat Patty Ice by five, including Patty Ice's I'm not gonna do it again. Final round score. I was egging you on. Then of course there's everyone's favorite at the tour championship with a four shot lead, he only won by one and got fifteen million dollars. Wow. Know? Wow. Even Will Zalatoris <laughs> is impressed with that. Wow. So,
2: wow. Wow. Wow.
1: Okay, Will. Wow. Will, calm down. John Rahm, as an American fan, I just have to say, I sure hope your 2021 luck continues next weekend at the Ryder Cup. And of course, I know, I know, I know, we're running short on time here, so we, we briefly have to get to our weekly J.R. Smith update. <laughs> And as it turns out, over the last two weeks, he's got perfect scores, 75 for 75, on his two African history quizzes, Ooh! which forced him to post this tweet on uh, Thursday, September 16th. Through week five of school, I'm proud to say I'm working towards a 4.0 GPA. Goals of being on the chancellor's list are in sight. Okay, kids, if JR can do it, you can too. Follow his example and work hard in school. And that's your pro show update the week ending September 17th, 2021. Special thank you to our sponsors on this wonderful Ryder Cup preview show. TaylorMade Golf for the update, New Jersey Golf Foundation, of course, Summit Golf Brands, who provides us with the interviews this week. Next week on the show, we have one of golf's greatest storytellers. That's Peter Jacobson. He's a seven-time winner on tour and now an NBC analyst and be very cool to talk to with the Ryder Cup happening. Producer Wade Weiser. Tremendous aplomb this week with all that was going on. And most importantly, i got to thank my listeners. I hope you enjoyed this Ryder Cup preview show. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about building relationships. Successful people start with an empty calendar, and they fill it up with people, not meetings and work. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.